This morning, our pastor, Monsignor Watkins, will pray his Mass for us this fourth Sunday of Lent, Letere Sunday. Our entrance antiphon. Rejoice, Jerusalem, and all who love her. Be joyful, all who are in mourning. Exult and be satisfied at her consoling breast. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Coming together in God's family in the season of Lent. Under these circumstances, we ask of the Lord for every good gift to be delivered from every evil disease. For an end to this pandemic of the coronavirus. For all our doctors and nurses, for those who are sick and suffering, for those who are A reading from the book of Samuel. The Lord said to Samuel, Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem, for I have chosen my king from among his sons. As Jesse and his sons came to the sacrifice, Samuel looked at Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed is here before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not judge from his appearance or from his lofty stature, because I have rejected him. Not as man sees does God see, because man sees the appearance, but the Lord looks into the heart. In the same way, Jesse presented seven sons before Samuel, but Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen any one of these. Then Samuel asked Jesse, Are these all the sons you have? Jesse replied, There is still the youngest who is tending the sheep. Samuel said to Jesse, Send for him. We will not begin the sacrificial banquet until he arrives here. Jesse sent and had the young man brought to them. He was ruddy, a youth handsome to behold and making a splendid appearance. The Lord said, 
There, anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel, with the horn of oil in his hand, anointed David in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon David. The word of the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. In verdant pastures, he gives me repose. Besides restful waters, he leads me. He refreshes my soul. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. He guides me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil. For you are at my side with your rod and your staff that give me courage. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. You spread the table before me in the sight of my foes. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. Only goodness and kindness follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for light produces every kind of goodness and righteousness and truth. Try to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the fruitless works of darkness. Rather expose them, for it is shameful even to mention the things done by them in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. The word of the Lord. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I am the light of the world, says the Lord. Whoever follows me, will have the light of life. Glory Glory and praise praise to you, you, Lord Jesus Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither he nor his parents sinned. It is so that the works of God might be visible through him. We have to do the works of the one who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. I am in the world, and I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva and smeared the clay on his eyes and said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back able to see. His neighbors and those who had seen him earlier as a beggar said, Isn't this the one who used to sit and beg? Some said it is, but others said, No, he just looks like him. He said, I am. So they said to him, How were your eyes opened? He replied, The man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes 
and told me, Go to Siloam and wash. So I went there and washed and was able to see. And they said to him, Who is he? He said, I don't know. They brought the one who was once blind to the Pharisees. Now Jesus had made clay and opened his eyes on a Sabbath. So then the Pharisees also asked him how he was able to see. He said to them, He put clay on my eyes and I washed and now I can see. So some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a sinful man do such signs? And there was division among them. So they said to the blind man again, What do you have to say about him since he opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. Now the Jews did not believe that he had been blind and gained his sight until they summoned the parents of the one who had gained his sight. They asked him, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How does he now see? His parents answered and said, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. We don't know how he sees, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age. He can speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews. For the Jews had already agreed that if anyone acknowledged him as the Christ, he would be expelled from the synagogue. For this reason, his parents said, He is of age. Question him. So a second time they called the man who was blind and said to him, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He replied, If he is a sinner, I do not know. But one thing I do know is that I was born blind, and now I see. So they said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I told you already, and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? They ridiculed him and said, You are that man's disciple. We are disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses, but we do not know where this one is from. The man answered and said to them, This is what is so amazing, that you do not know where he is from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if one is devout and does his will, he listens to him. It is unheard of that anyone ever opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he would not be able to do anything. They answered and said to him, You were born totally in sin, and you are trying to teach us? Then they threw him out. When Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, he found him and said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered and said, Who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one with you speaking is he. He said, I do believe, Lord, and he worshipped him. Then Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment, so that those who do not see might see, that those who do see might become blind. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard this and said to him, Surely you are not, we are not also blind, are we? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you are saying, We see. So your sin remains. The Gospel of the Lord. My dear parishioners and friends of St. Anne's Church, as we are tested by this 
difficult ordeal of the contagion of the coronavirus, which reaches almost every country in the world. I want to greet each one of you and to assure you of my prayers. A few weeks ago, none of us could have imagined the situation we are now experiencing. The current circumstances have prevented us from gathering for Mass, especially on Sundays. Our church doors remain open during regular hours, but the absence of the Mass is so strange for you, and I dare say it is very strange for me as a priest. Without the public offering of Mass, though, we are still united by bonds of faith, hope, and love, and through our personal prayer and sacrifice, we can mature spiritually. So I thought I could offer you some reflections as we go through this unique Lenten time together. On Ash Wednesday, we heard the words of our Divine Lord, who told us, When you pray, go to your inner room, close your door, and pray to your Father in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will repay you. Our Lenten pilgrimage took us with the Lord into the desert to accompany him on this Lenten journey towards Easter. For most of us who are staying inside or distancing ourselves physically from others these days, we've gone to that inner room, literally. There, in that relatively quiet place of our homes or wherever we are right now, we're invited to go inside the desert of our soul. There, through penance, prayer, and almsgiving, we discover God's immense love for us, his compassion, his mercy. Through self-denial, we turn away from sin and believe more eagerly in the truth of the gospel. During this critical time of public health crisis, we are spiritually still in the desert with him and with ourselves, perhaps for a longer period than 40 days of Lent, in the quiet and hopeful waiting of this time. But it's not easy. In fact, for many, the desert is a lonely and even fearful place. The desert, however, is where the Lord is right now with us, right now in our relationship with him. So I invite you to stay in the desert. We don't have much choice, but the tendency is to want to think that we can get out of the desert, move away. That's not the fact. That's not the reality. Right now we are in the desert with the Lord and he wants us here with him. So stay with him, and he will stay with you. Do not deny him, and he will not deny you. The desert is where Jesus is these 40 days. And that is where we can encounter Jesus again and learn from his example of self-denial, penance, and conversion. Additionally, out of concern and reverence for each one's health, we have denied ourselves public worship and his body and blood in Holy Communion. And that is a very real sadness for us. For us who know the spiritual benefit of communion with our Divine Lord at Mass through the Holy Eucharist, this is a very strange feeling indeed, not to attend Mass and not to receive the Blessed Sacrament. The whole thing is, in a word, extremely weird, spiritually very strange. These are not things as they normally are for us. That's because we long for him. We long for the one we love. We miss him as we miss the one we love so much. So we long for Jesus. This spiritual longing can be a positive indication 
of our intense desire to be even closer to Jesus. In a certain way, the denial of the sacrament is not a bad thing entirely. In fact, I believe it can be essential to spiritual growth as each of us contemplates just what we don't have right now in order to desire more the satisfaction of knowing that when we receive our Lord once again, one day at public Mass, our joy will be all the more complete. And so we delay this present gratification of the reception of the Holy Eucharist in favor of a future reward. The reward will be Easter. For we know that he will be with us again, and we will be with him again at Mass one day when this crisis is over and we can rejoice together. This critical moment also prompts all of us to reflect seriously on the precious gift of our faith and never to take that for granted, never to take the Church for granted, never to take the Mass for granted, never to take the priesthood for granted, never to take our parish for granted. Because what would it look like if we never had Mass again? What would it look like if doors of churches were closed forever? How would we feel? What would it mean? What would it mean if there were no more priests to offer Mass? Would it matter? For us who already know the answer, these questions should encourage us to appreciate the gift that is our Catholic faith, the gift that is our parish church, the gift that is Jesus Christ, our divine Lord, in the holiest of the sacraments. What difference does it make? Our longing for him proves it. It makes all the difference in the world. In the meantime, though, remember our Lord's infamous words to us and to his apostles. Do not be afraid. Peace be with you. So be assured of my prayers for you and your families and your loved ones during this extended stay in the desert of Lent. Special prayers go up for this Mass for all the sick and the dying, as well for our doctors and nurses, healthcare providers, for our government officials and all those dedicated to the work of bringing about the containment of this disease and one day its resolution. We all long to return to church. We miss each other. We miss our Lord. But one day we shall be together with him again in the public celebration of worship. Therein, always at Mass, we find his life, his death, and always rejoice in the bright promise and reward of his resurrection. May the Lord, through the intercession of Mary Immaculate, Our Lady of Mercy, the Pieta, pray for us, and pray for our health, and pray always for an end to all that will always keep us from knowing, loving, and serving our Divine Lord. Amen. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten.
Father and the Son and the glory glorified, who has spoken to the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. With confidence in the Lord's love and tender compassion, we now present all our petitions, mindful of his love and tender mercy. For our Holy Father, Pope Francis, for our Archbishop, all who guard and guide us in ways of the 
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you. Fruit of the earth and work of human hands, it will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you. Fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become for us our spiritual drink. Pray that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and good of his holy church. We place before you with joy these offerings, which bring eternal remedy, O Lord, praying that we may both faithfully revere them and present them to you as is fitting for the salvation of all the world, through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. By the mystery of the Incarnation, He's led the human race that walked in darkness into the radiance of the faith and has brought those born in slavery to ancient sin through the waters of regeneration to make them your adopted children. Therefore, all creatures of heaven and earth sing a new song in adoration, and we, with all the hosts of angels, cry out, and without end, acclaim. Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabaoth, Plenis Unceli et Terra, Gloria Tua, Hosanna in excelsis, benedictus, qui venit in nomine domini, Hosanna in excelsis. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new 
and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. mystery of faith, we proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we'd be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis, our Pope, and Wilton, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin, and safe from all distress as we wait the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but upon the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. Behold, the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. 
The Lord anointed my eyes. I went, I washed, I saw, and I believed in God. Sacrament most holy, O Sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. Let us pray. O God, who enlighten everyone who comes into this world, illuminate our hearts, we pray, with the splendor of your grace, that we may always ponder what is worthy, what is worthy and pleasing to your majesty, and love you in all sincerity, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Bow your heads for the blessing. O Lord, look upon those who call to you and sustain the weak. Give life by your unfailing light to those who walk in the shadow of death and bring those rescued by your mercy from every evil to reach the highest good through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Mass is ended. Go in peace.
Thanks be to God. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus ecum, benedita tu in muli eribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui Jesus. Santa Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. The end. Pray for us.